0: Hey
1: everybody, it's Carson Gosley and welcome back to Just Think. This is our fourth episode. I'm sitting with my father-in-law, Mike Ashcraft. I'm really glad that you are listening to our our first episode that we were recording in real time. So last week, or two weeks ago when we released episode three on labels, we recorded that back in March. And we are real-time now. Now we're real-time. Real things are happening. So we are recording this on Friday the 21st. We are posting it next Wednesday. So we hope that your Wednesday is going good if you're listening to this on the day of posting. Uh, We have lots of really great conversation. As Mike and I were talking about starting today, Uh, we really are, like, with every episode, we're like, this is
0: going to be our favorite episode. (laughs) Because we get really excited about the content. Yeah, it's pretty excited about it. Because it's something, you know, when you think about the idea of just think, You know, we've been talking about this. It's not about the information, it's not Mm -hmm. about content, it's about how you process it. And particularly, what we're talking about today is the idea of learning. And the struggle to learn, and how we kind of stop learning along the way. So just doing a lot of reflecting on this, a lot of reflection on this, a lot of stories. Uh, I'm really excited just about some of the things that we've got to get to talk about and to hear from you on.
1: Yeah, it's super fun. We've we've heard from a lot of you that are listening with us, and we just encourage you that if you are listening like this early in the podcast, you're OG, you're original. So <laughs> like, we really want to get to know you, yeah. and especially if you don't already run in our our circle around our church and around our family, we would really love to talk with you. Like really love. It's, it's
0: really, it's really encouraging. Like, because Mm -hmm. this is, this is new for me. So to hear people already, you know, reach out on Instagram and other places and go, Hey, that was really helpful. Um, you, that's really encouraging. So it kind of gives you a new sense of a new boost, a new sense of inspiration, and encouragement to keep doing it. So I'm really excited. And about this that. is a soapbox, so
1: don't let me get stuck here, but I do think that it's very common in culture for leaders or people who are doing podcasts or like releasing lots of content for people to think, Oh, they're good on encouragement. Like they're confident they're running like yeah. they, they don't need to hear from yeah. me. And that's so not yeah. true. Like it whenever, is, whenever you're leading
0: something, there's enough things that are discouraging. That, <laughs> that, that uh, encouraging things are always welcome. It, it really is. It's it's a timely email a timely uh, mm-hmm. post to comment. And, you know, things that the way I approach. You know, even Instagram and social media. Uh, isn't so much as a platform, but a place to to kind of understand and see and learn and share. Yeah. And so, you know, I try to. So uh, I've gotten some things uh, on those platforms that that really do serve t- to encourage. You know, I have friends that I follow that live on the other side of the world that I don't see them, mm-hmm. um, and so you see their posts or you hear something from them. I say, Hey, I saw this. I'm praying for you or thinking about you. It's was great to see this. And they'll send a DM back or something that said, you know, just talks about how much that meant. I know that's th- that's true for me. So I yeah. like to say, you know, we really do appreciate you guys listening and and the feedback and the encouragement um, is is always welcomed and, and super helpful.
1: Yeah, and we're not just talking about us. Encourage a leader. Encourage somebody that you follow that encourages you. I think that that could be really powerful. Mike uh, have you done anything different over the past couple of weeks that you've enjoyed or that has been fun have you found any new discoveries
0: so no no new dis. well yes I actually have um, um two new, two new discover or one new discovery two things that I'm that are new or, or at least that I'm really enjoying um the weather has been super great yep. so I've spent like tons of time in my backyard so I just sit on my, I have a little patio out back mm-hmm. and I sit there we have a fire pit I sat there last night and actually read for a while with the fire going and wow. And um, that was real nice. And then um, the other thing I've always liked to decorate cookie cakes. And so I learned how to make uh, buttercream icing roses. (laughs) (laughs) So probably not what people were expecting but I kind of like it turned
1: into the Baker. I'm trying. That's your new name. I I was
0: joking. I told Julia, I said, buttercream icing is a lot easier to work with than people. (laughs) So (laughs) is that because it's predictable or, well, it just kind of, it, it doesn't, it, uh, if you mess it up, you just rake it back in the bowl and you, and you start, you don't have to really deal with, uh, you're quite the artist. I've gotten to partake in a little bit. I'm getting there. yeah uh, My I, colors aren't good And and, uh, and it's it's really There's like some techniques You watch some YouTube videos And it's actually not as But it's really cool It's really fun actually So sometimes
1: you say That if if things aren't going well Like your escape strategy Is you're going to move To St. John And, make, and hammocks. make hammocks Like that's been The running joke yeah. for years That's a joke For everybody joke, that, yeah. for, that, that just got scared For a second uh, Is that becoming A part of that plan Like so, maybe making yeah, cakes bacon, On St. John
0: Being like the cake uh, What's the Ace of Cakes Duff Goldman you know, that, <laughs> that, I always used to watch Those shows all the time And just marvel because it's just so cool so i'm like yeah man i don't know if i could do it that level or make a living doing it but it would be a nice thought to have that just uh make buttercream rose. i do not have the patience for that <laughs> uh i
1: discovered something new this week uh thanks to some friends of mine cassidy and brooke shout out to you guys uh red eye coffee uh, i know that i'm like super late to this game uh but every morning i would go to the coffee shop iced coffee would just scream and i would get it and it was awesome and i felt like it helped me and they were like, well, have you ever tried a red eye before? I was like, what's a red eye? I, I didn't know. I just didn't know. That. A little shot of espresso. Yeah. And it's been life changing. Yeah, I'm sure it has. <laughs> I don't know who's been more life changing for the people that have to deal with me or, yeah. or for me. Uh, but I have, it has changed my yeah. life. It, it's crazy. Uh, and you know, it's funny because at the coffee shop I go to, they I go there every day. Yeah. So they are used to making just an iced coffee with cream. So sometimes I walk in and it's made and I'm like, I need.
0: Do you, wait, do you ask him? You say, do, "Hey, can you?" Yeah, that's a question. Thing, but, yeah.
1: Like, do, how do you say that? I just would, usually take it if yeah, they've already made that. I, I just take. That's it. That's right. Yeah. But anyway, I would, but there the is that today. tension there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what we're getting into today uh, is this idea: of what are you learning uh, when someone asks you, "What are you learning?" Like, what comes to your mind? I I love the question because it causes you to really begin to process. Like, what am I pushing myself in? Like, where am I? Where am I seeking to grow? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this whole idea of, of learning, like I, I'm i really fascinated by it. And I think sometimes we can have some default answers to that. So we want to unpack
0: that a little bit today. Yeah, and you know, Carson, it's interesting. We, we asked the question. I, I try to ask this a lot, and especially just from my, my job. Um, what I noticed, and again, when you ask someone who's probably closer to your age what they're learning, they're going to tell you things because they're mm. either – Getting out of school, you know, you ask about their major, you ask about things like that. There's usually like a pretty steep learning curve trying to adjust to career, new job. The Enneagram's probably right. got right. to be a part of the Right, It's going to be a part of the answer. That's exactly right. But When you ask people a lot of times who have been doing something for a long time, often they'll, you know, you say, what are you reading or what are you learning or what do you think about this particular thing? They're going to tell you something that they learned 5, 10, 12, mm. 15 years ago. And I remember noticing this and trying to think about my own life and realizing, man, that's, that's actually a strong tendency. And so, and I've, you know, heard my whole life, um, kind of in my own, you know, career is people saying, you know, you have to be a lifelong learner, leaders are learners, mm-hmm. you know, all these kinds of things. So I've tried to make it a real discipline in my life, but it's, it's hard. And it's hard for a lot of reasons. You know, it's hard because success, success makes learning hard because Mm -hmm. you then want to hold on to what you've done. And the thought of doing something new or having to unlearn things that have worked really well Mm -hmm. is a scary thing. You lose control. It's also hard because when you learn, you have to acknowledge that you don't you don't know something and the more, and you know, in our culture, especially in leadership and the proficiency of what's required of, you know, you need to be an expert. And when you acknowledge that you don't know something, you're sort of giving up that expertise. Um, So there's a real pressure, I think that keeps people from constantly um, learning new things, learning how to think differently, learning how to see things from a different perspective and all the things that I think actually make us not only good leaders, but allow us to enjoy, being human Mm -hmm. and the things that are actually available to us
1: enjoy being human uh that's a that's a really big statement kind of a novel (laughs) idea right right exactly because we we live our lives and that i love how this really just connects back to the whole reason and logic behind the podcast in general and i i I think this pattern is hopefully going to continue like just con- consistently connecting like what's going on in our minds and our lives and in the way that we think about content for this uh, and and that connection to like, how are we going to live our best life? Like that's a joke, like kind of a joking statement around our house. Like when you're sitting by the pool, right. You know, it's like, it's I'm just, li- I'm living my best life. Uh, but what does it look like to actually like live your best life mentally? Yeah. Like yesterday, the day before recording, this was like mental health day, yeah, like in the world. Right. And it was like, a day for us to like focus on that and to talk about that as a culture and it i saw it very late in the day i didn't even know about it uh but i think that this really connects with with how we think and and how we can constantly push each other uh, to think a little bit more deeply about the things that are going on in our life
0: yeah because one thing and the whole idea of learning i think you you know one of the things you wrote down we were kind of writing about this and thinking about this is that the mental patterns and the mental ruts that we get into and um, you know those are true things. Our our brain is an extremely efficient machine, mm-hmm. and anything that it doesn't have to think about, it's going to start to. Yep, eliminate. I'm done with that. Yeah. So like it, it's so funny. I always joke with people. Like if you if you if you you know if you're a creature of habit, and you're probably more so than me. Um, but For if you sure. put your keys, you know, in the same place when you come home, like you put them in the same place when you come home every single day, your you will your brain will actually stop thinking about that. So when you can't find your keys. Because you didn't put them where they always are, and you go, mm-hmm. "I have no idea where they are." It's because you actually have no idea where they are, because your yeah. brain was not fun. It just whatever, it, you know. And so we—it's like sleepwalking. It's like sleepwalking, yeah. right? And we, but you, but we, we do this sort. of, I mean, you think about it, you, you. There's no possible way to think about everything that you have to do. Mm-hmm. If you're driving, you, you know, we, we turn on our blinkers, or people don't turn on the blinkers. I guess <laughs> we turn out. on our blinkers <laughs> without thinking. We, um, you know, we put our car and we get under, a lot of us put our seat belts on. We can mm-hmm. put our car in reverse without, the, it's not like we have to focus or think about it. We pick up a drink, uh, reach out for a glass. We don't have to go, okay, that's, you know, uh, about 18 inches away. I've got to make sure we, we don't, right. it's all the things, our brain does a lot of things automatically. And the problem is it starts doing things that were really comfortable, really important things automatically that need to be rethought. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the challenges I think or one of the reasons why we have to continue to. To exercise, you know, one of the things I actually do, which is really weird, I have a friend who's a psychiatrist, and he's helped me with a lot of things over the years. Um, but he he asked me or challenged me to brush my teeth with my opposite hand. Mm. So I'm right-handed. So And if you've never tried it, try it. It's the weirdest thing because you have to think. Like, you don't think about brushing your teeth. You just get right. to do it. When you're brushing your teeth with your left hand, you're trying to poke yourself in the eye. <laughs> and it's, it's a pretty uh, – because your brain is doing something that mm-hmm. it's just not used to doing. And what I also noticed, this is super random, but I thought, what is my right hand doing while I'm brushing my teeth with my left hand? Your right hand is, your right hand is like raising up. It, it's like the of, pat your head and, and rub your stomach it, right, or, or whatever right.
1: that that example is where you just can't, I can't do it, yeah. <laughs> which I'm not very coordinated. You, to actually, with, you, but you can, right? You could. But you, you have, have to, to like spend time thinking about it.
0: Th- and you have to really concentrate. And we we just you know especially when we're tired and we're running at, at a hard pace, we just don't have time mm-hmm. to think about anything other than what's already in our headspace. I mean, I, I had this happen you know a couple of weeks ago. I just finished um, a book and and I'd been writing on it for for the, you know for a while. And <clears throat> on a Friday afternoon, I came home. I had a, my message to get ready for on Sunday. I came home about lunchtime on Friday, and I just turned the book in and um i sat down i ate lunch and Jalu was there i said i'm just gonna sit here and work uh for the rest of the uh, day and i actually got in the pool we have a pool so i got in the pool on the float and i, I fell asleep mm-hmm. and I, I don't nap but I, I literally had no more brain space mm-hmm. so there's to pay attention to to our rhythms and where we're tired both tired physically but also tired Spiritually and emotionally, those are really important things to pay attention to because they affect how we think. Yeah. And we run uh, at a pace, you know, with the pressure, anxiety, a lot of things that we already deal with, these affect how we think about things. And so we yeah. have to really start to do things to help us pay attention to what we're thinking.
1: Yeah. I love when we were looking through this this content and I, I remember back to a, a talk that I heard where a guy quoted Donald Miller. So this is like third hand, right? So I've, I've heard. The quote through another person but don miller evidently said to him your brain is wired to use the least amount of energy possible to come to a conclusion yeah. and if you don't know much about don miller he's a marketing genius yeah. and has written several books, books that have are really really powerful especially in the marketing yeah. sense and i thought that that was really interesting because i've never thought about that that way right. that i've actually got to think my thoughts yeah. and that's actually kind of another episode that's right on the horizon for us that we're going to start talking about more deeply. So like, that's a, that's a reason to subscribe because, (laughs) (laughs) because that's coming in the next couple of weeks. Uh, But then that kind of drives me to the question, like, how do we break the pattern, right? How do we step out of the rut or how do we stop thinking just the way that we've always thought and force ourselves to think and learn something new? And I think that that comes like around, what does it look like to have a posture of a learner? Right. And to me, that connects with an idea of like living an engaged life, like refusing to walk outside and not think about the awe and wonder and the beauty of the world that we live in. And this really came to a head for me last night. I was my wife is out of town right now and I was just walking on the beach by myself and it was beautiful. It was really cool outside and it was the weather was like perfect for walking on the beach. So I'm walking down, and I'm 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 kind of just processing a lot of different things, and I look up, and the moon is like directly above me, like if you just stopped and looked directly straight up, and the idea dawned on me, we uh, we sent people there, <laughs> and then they stood there, and then they looked back at Earth, yeah. and then they jumped in a rocket ship, came back off the moon, and then came back to Earth and landed in the very body of water that I was walking right. beside, and. That idea, like how many times do we walk by crazy things in our life, but we just don't ask like
0: how yeah.
1: or how cool is that right. or how special is that or how, yeah. how beautiful is that? Yeah. And I think that that's like the that's the first step to like living a, a life that's postured around learning. Yeah. Is just being like open to seeing some of those things.
0: Yeah, because what it does, what learning is about isn't about getting smarter. Mm-hmm. It's about staying curious. Yeah, that's good. And when, you know, to me and my own journey, you know, I've always been relatively curious just about things in general. But uh, years ago, probably seven or eight years ago, at the peak of our churches, or not the peak, but at the, this when our church was just growing, it was crazy. We were It was fast. Uh, still fast. But I remember um, just not being able to really take a break or not feeling like I could take a break. And all you're trying to do is to keep up with mm-hmm. what's already happening happening and you're not even able to learn new things because you're just trying to keep up with what, what's, what's in front of you, the pressure mm-hmm. that you feel. And so, you know, this idea of curiosity sort of oftentimes gets beat out of us mm-hmm. because we got a job to do yeah. or we got things that are in front of us. Like last night, you know, I had to get this, you had to get this window mm-hmm. to slow down enough to notice some things. Yep. And what my own journey was, I was sitting actually in the mountains of North Carolina <clears throat> I was sitting on the uh, porch and the, the place we were uh, staying at, the the owner's wife was uh, as an artist. And so she had painted. So all through the house were all these paintings of Grandfather Mountain and these beautiful landscapes. And I was w- sitting on the outside uh, on the deck looking at Grandfather Mountain. And I remember thinking, what would inspire me to paint that? Like that was the question mm-hmm. popped in my mind. And I'm thinking, probably nothing. <laughs> and like that was the, the the hard thing was I realized that I wasn't letting anything. I wasn't in mm-hmm. awe of anything. And, and part of the reason, you know, I, 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 and I'm not an artist by trade. You know, I, I was joking about the buttercream stuff. I'm not an artist by mindset or whatever. Um, but the curiosity and the, the, the ability or the challenge to observe and to connect with beauty and art Um, is an important part of staying curious because you say, you know, what did that person see that caused them to do that? When someone writes a great song, and we all listen to music, right? When someone does that, we just kind of admire their craft, but we don't really stop and say what inspired them and Mm then allow things to actually move us. And most of us would say, well, I can't sketch or I can't draw or I can't write poetry or I can't do this. And the reason is not because we can't, because we just never really learned how to express ourselves or do things in that way. And I'm not discounting that people are talented in various places, but there are things that we can learn to do, and we may not do them at the level of mastery, but we can do them in a way that actually teaches us and helps us to express and learn and see something that we haven't seen before. And that's part of what I think is to stay curious, you know, to observe what you see and then to kind of write down what you observe, to notice things. You notice the moon and you say, oh, the moon's pretty tonight, but you say, oh my gosh, someone was there and then you you just like you 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 kind of have a sense mm-hmm. of awe and that's what keeps us curious about how things happen how things unfold and then that gives us the sort of trajectory of what we need or what we hope to learn yeah I love the way
1: that you said that in the very beginning of learning is not about getting smarter it's about being more curious yeah. and I think that that's a really important disclaimer because we turn it into a task list, right? Like, Oh, if, if I'm going to be a good learner, I need to have some refined answers to what I'm learning. I need to have a long list of books that sound right. really smart. I need to have a journal full of notes. I need to have all these things and it becomes about checking boxes. Yeah. And then it's numbing. Yeah. Like we're, we're, we're just, we're doing something for the sake of saying that we've done it, not for the actual experience and the life change that comes from like just living yeah. that way. Yeah, and I think about a guy on our staff, Hunter. <laughs> he is just constantly like looking for things. He's always curious, just Asking. always curious. And there was a time where you you coined the phrase is adventures with Hunter because it was like every week he was coming up with something new that he was going to do. Yeah. It started, I think, with a mile run. With a mile run, he said, <clears throat> "I can run a mile." Sub-six minutes, I think. Uh, I think
0: it was like, well, he's going to argue, but I think it was like 5.39 or 5. Okay, so he had a time, and he was like,
1: no, I'm going to do it. So then a bunch of our staff went out in the parking lot and watched him run a mile. And he came really close. Uh, I don't don't remember the
0: exact number. He didn't make it. (laughs) He didn't make it? He did not make it. But he did run the mile. He did run the mile, but he did not make Make it in the the time time. that he said. But uh, this is Hunter.
1: When you talk to him, he's constantly... Like we'll be playing basketball, and he'd be like, "I'll bet you lunch I yeah. can make it three times in a row." <laughs> like, like, he's constantly looking <clears throat> for things to just like be excited about yeah. and to try. Yeah, and we you're all right. we he's all, always up for a challenge. We like, all need right. a little more hunter in our yeah. life. Yeah. We we all need to like take a little yeah. bit more of that that ideology because I really believe like he he's constantly like engaging people yeah. in that, and, and it's, it's fun. It's like, fun. It, it's hilarious. Yeah, but I I really don't. Mm-mm. I really don't believe that as we are, like, walking through our life and really processing, like, what we are learning, we need to treat it as something, like, that's just experiential. Like, right. it, it needs to be something that's going on in our heart and yeah. going on in our mind. And I think that was, like, the beautiful part about last night. Like, it was just, it was me in the moon. Yeah. <laughs> like, and. It, it wasn't just an experience. It was something that stuck with me right. and that is causing me to go, how many things do, every day do I walk by and not right. ask a
0: question about? Yeah. And I think what we and to me when, when learning starts to happen is what we do with those questions is what matters. So when I started to get curious about something, then I make a plan. And part of learning requires us it's a struggle because Mm -hmm. you're moving and especially like I said the longer you do something the older you get the the more fearful it becomes because a lot of times when you're learning something there's a lot of unlearning Mm -hmm. to be done which is not comfortable and you know I remember I mean I got you know this we could talk about this for hours because I remember when I was first you know kind of learning I don't read very well and um I've I've learned to read. You know, I was talking to someone seriously yesterday, and I said it's. It, I was probably in my in my 40s before I really have. You know, as I've learned how to read better and better and better, because it's, it's been a huge struggle for me. But when I first started out in, in ministry, you know, everybody said, "Oh, you got to read C.S. Lewis's *Mere Christianity*, and this mm-hmm. is a life-changing book." And so I got *Mere Christianity*. I read it <clears throat> the first time. I tried to read it. I didn't really understand it. And I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't know what I was looking for. And my thought wasn't like this isn't a good book, or my thought wasn't that that I don't. My thought was I, I don't have what it takes. Mm-hmm. I'm not cut out for this. And what I realized was, so I, so I, I'd, you know, tried some other things, and and finally found a book that I could read cover to cover that I understood. And then years later, have gone back and read C.S. Lewis or you know Dallas Willard and. And what I stopped doing is is I stopped comparing myself to other people's learning curve. Um, you know, if it takes me a year to read a particular book, then that's that's fine. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to, it's not a race, I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to understand things. And when it's things that, you know, and there, there's always a sense of, of discomfort that, that begins the process. I remember, um, Years ago, um, someone suggested I try yoga, and so a friend of mine actually signed me up for a, a yoga class. It was like a month long or a two month long mm-hmm. membership thing. So I thought I would make the most of it because I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not in bad shape, but I'm not, I'm not super athletic. Uh, um, I'm in decent shape, but I'd never done yoga before, and so I would go to this. The first thing was hot yoga, <laughs> and it's like, it's, uh, it was so. And this was like a legit yoga place. This wasn't like a super athletic. This is like legit. We're gonna like feel and it was. And how many degrees was it in the room? And it was like a hundred and it was really hot. One hundred three. Uh. It was really hot. It was like a hot tub. And you were pouring mm-hmm. sweat. But what's funny is you They start talking in all these terms that you have no idea what they mm-hmm. are. And what's funny is the yoga instructor. You're in there like ten or twelve people, and so I was in there and I'm trying to do these poses. And the yoga instructor doesn't doesn't tell you you're wrong. She just walked over near me. And then we kind of do it a little bit more like, like, so I could see a little bit better, but I remember. He's like,
1: he must not. Have he he has, yeah, correctly. he has no, yeah. Yeah, he didn't see
0: this correctly. So let me go, let me go see if I can get him a little Drop closer. A subtle yeah. hint. so, but, but you would, you know, as you did it more and more, you got a little bit more comfortable and, but your first thought is I can't do this. That's mm-hmm. always your first thought. And it's okay. Like when it's yoga, it's not a big deal, big of a deal, but when it's things, issues that matter. Um, Issues around race, issues around diversity, issues around when it matters, you know, the unlearning that we have to do Mm -hmm. and the way we have to lean into things is very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it brings a range of emotions because we have things that we have learned and held on to for so long that we need to be able to open up and and allow them to be to unlearn them Mm -hmm. in order to embrace um, and to learn and to see what actually, you know, um, uh, is real and true and, and what ultimately allows us to, I think, learn and become who we're supposed to be.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think the idea of unlearning is not something that we would automatically connect with learning something new. We would go, oh, we just need new content. and, okay. and But we actually need to, like, carve a new pathway through some of the things that our brain has just sh- shut down even, like, thinking and it doesn't think about. about them anymore. Like, it's like, oh, I, I know what I believe about that. I think we do this with politics. Yep. It's like the way that you are raised to vote or the way that you are raised to believe, your brain begins to stop thinking about new ways to consider some of those issues. Mm-hmm. So you never process anything new. And we when, don't
0: let go of things easily. No. And it's not because we're bad. And it's not even because we believe them. We 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 might, but it's because they're familiar, mm-hmm. and and a lot of ways like what you were saying earlier is we've stopped thinking about them. And your brain's trying to be efficient, right? And it's trying it's, to be efficient.
1: It's saying I'm not having more burn, space. I'm
0: not going to burn the extra yeah. calories <laughs>
1: yeah. because I, I just I, we don't have space for that. Like the, yeah. your brain is keeping your body alive, yeah. <laughs> and so we've got to tell it like <laughs> we've got to carve a new pathway. I, I heard a really great example about this in comparison to like as we think about like those neuro pathways and those those kind of ruts that we get into the more we think about something it's like a it's like a freeway yeah like you have multiple different lanes and it gets really really easy to drive on but if we're going to think about something new it's like taking a machete and cutting a path through a thick brush like yeah. the work is hard it's hard but it's so important that we do the work
0: yeah it, it really is and that's why i think doing you know we know you joke about yoga but doing or brushing your teeth with your left hand but doing new things Better just small creates like, a, yeah it creates a disruption yeah. that I do think helps us to be better or more willing to learn. Yeah, um, I'm definitely less bothered by not knowing things today than I was ten years ago. Um, you know, one of the things Carson you said because you were talking about this kind of generationally, and I wanted to ask you this. You know, um, that you, you especially, you know, you're 25, four, 24, yeah. you'll be 25, I just about. But you're ahead. not giving me but, an extra year. I'm not, I, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> But you, 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 you know, cause you've always been pretty diligent about learning and understanding what you think and what you believe. And, and, you know, that's part of one of your strengths. But one of the things you mentioned down here is that when, you know, you kind of feel this pressure to make up your mind and have sort of a conviction mm-hmm. about things and how that affects y- your pursuit of uncertainty. And the thing you said is that it leads to frustration and a lack of confidence. Can you talk about that for a minute? Like what is that? What was? I thought it was really interesting that you you said that.
1: Yeah, because when you think about issues of theology, or you think about issues around Mm-mm. anything going on in our culture today, politics, even you think about uh, as recent as right now, what's happening in the Middle East between Israel and Palestine. Right. You think about all these different things that are going on in the world, and we, I think my generation, and I know for me, I want a perfect answer to things. Like I want to put a pretty bow on it but they're imperfect questions. So how in the world can I think that there's a perfect answer to it? Right. So that's what I mean is like, that leads me to being really frustrated because I'm like, I want an answer to this. Like I want this to be clear. And then the next step of that is I want everybody to be like unified around that. Right. Like I want everybody to be on the same page with that. And then the, the lack of confidence piece is like, well, if I, if I don't have closure, if I don't have something that I can like wrap my hands around, if I don't, understand something fully well then how in the world could I be confident in talking about that or participating in that and then that keeps me on the sideline that does, I don't want to jump in the game until I know until I'm confident enough that I've got a decent way of thinking about it and I honestly think that some of what plays into that and this is a whole other conversation for another time, but is cancel culture? Yeah, because you're you're nervous to say the wrong thing. You're nervous yeah. to to believe something that isn't like fully
0: fleshed out yet, right. and or to say I, it even if you're not sure you believe it yet. Like that's r- right. I, what I thought was so brilliant about that when you connect those dots is the lack of confidence in participating, mm-hmm. and really this is where I feel because they're like when you there the issues like like what you were mentioning they're they're extremely complex, right. And and that's what I mean by the imperfect question. Correct. I I want that to be clear. Right. That
1: it's just so complex. And there's there's thousands of years of that has led to some of those issues.
0: Yeah. And and in the complexity, though, that's where we have to begin to start to figure out what are the questions that we need to ask and what do we need to learn? Mm -hmm. What do we need to see? Um, you know that's part of what you were saying. You know, in in this one of the questions, and I thought this is just a really good way to transition. Is you were asking, you know, who is it that we're that's influencing us? Yeah. Did you have an answer to that?
1: Uh, I have learned so much from my intern team this past year. We yeah. had eight interns, and I got to spend a lot of time with them. And they have turned into just really great, like sounding yeah, rock boards stars for me. And yeah, they're, they're incredible in so many ways. And that that was just eight people on my yeah. specific team. We had thirty across right. our organization in church but i would say that and then i would think that i've been in a bit of a transition from the lead influencers in my thought life being on my instagram to being people that i sit across the table from and, th- and that sounds a little bit cliche but I've, I've tried to do the work to say the the people that i'm going to learn from most uh, i want to be in relationship with because i can understand context yeah. and i can understand their heart and i can understand what's real yeah on social media, on Instagram, you're seeing a tenth, yeah. if that, of what somebody believes and why they believe it, and the story that has come to to produce the way that they think. Yeah. Uh, so I think people that are are really like I'm, I'm trying to be intentional with like bringing people that think differently into my life and going, why do you think right. this? Uh, young and older, yeah. and I I <laughs> I have friends that are all across the yes, age yes, you do. And I love that. And I never one of the things I know individual. about Carson,
0: Carson is really like a 70 year old man. trapped. Okay. I feel like I've gotten 25. younger though. You, you like have I've gotten, gotten younger. younger. I feel like I've gotten younger. So a 60 year old man. <laughs>
1: uh, what about you? Like who would you say is some of your leaders? <laughs> well, I,
0: I, well, I love what you said. Part of what it's, it's so funny because we didn't connect those two dots um, earlier, but it's been sort of a similar journey. You know, we've been saying for a long time what you, what you mentioned, you know, the idea of having people that influence should be across the table from you is this idea of local and personal. Like mm-hmm. we wanna make sure that we're staying you know, focused on what we have responsibility for mm-hmm. and who we have responsibility to. And this is a really, I think, a powerful way mm-hmm. to think about this because the, the the global conversations are complex and oftentimes it is it is frustrating or um, even you lose a l- sense of, of lack of confidence. Can I even contribute to that anyway? But we yeah. can do things in front of us. Now I'm still reading a lot a lot of guys that I'm reading in different places and some are theology and some are business and some are different things. But when you, when you wrote that question, now what I, what I thought was I've been focused on learning from a lot of our younger staff and more diverse voices. Mm. Um, so whenever I'll see you know, one of our staff members who is um, you know, different than me, different perspective, different gender, different ethnicity, um, to ask them, to be really mindful to ask them and to learn, to hear what they're saying, to hear how they say things, to hear what's important to them, um, and it's been really interesting to you know because sometimes you, you like it's easy to go oh, you just don't know anything because you're you're young and you haven't done this long enough. But 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 part of learning is you got to be able to learn from anybody. Mm-hmm and and what i found is it's not patronizing you actually get insight into things that go wow that's really helping me to think differently about things and and part of it is the connection of family and togetherness as mm-hmm. a church that was not and it sounds really you know kind of almost bad but that was not super important to me because i'm i'm laser focused sure. on like the future and the mission And so listening and hearing and learning for how, you know, watching our college students and watching our high school students kind of connect in these in community, like in relationships goes, okay, we've got to, I've got to learn from that and make sure that we're targeting that in everything that we're doing going forward, because it's easy to forget. And I could give you list after list of things that are back on my list um, uh, from that. The other thing that I do is i I read people that I know I don't instinctively disagree, uh, don't instinctly agree with. Mm-hmm. And I say instinctively because oftentimes you start off with a perception you don't agree with this person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you read, and you realize, okay, we may not be as far off as I mm-hmm. thought. But what I have found about myself is there have been books that I pick up, and I know the author uh, is on a fundamentally different side of an issue than I am or I'll read the first paragraph and it sounds like this person has just an agenda. And what I, what I do is I wanna pick the book up and throw it through the window. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've ever felt that way. Oh, for sure. And, and what I've started tagging in my own personal view, and we really commend people to do this, that your, your gut reaction really determines not how right or wrong someone is, it really determines your willingness to understand. Yeah. So when you, you, you know, and, and most of our culture is designed to inflame not to help people understand. So the challenge for me is to, to, you know, the thing I preach about a book or an article, something I can read, I can wrestle through my gut reaction Mm -hmm. to throw this and then wrestle out, why am I trying to dismiss this person Mm -hmm. so quickly? Because they're saying something I don't agree with or because they're saying something that I actually need to consider differently, right? That's a big thing. And what I found is that's been the cases often it's not there are times when I finish a book or I finish it and go, you know what? I, I'm, I still believe, like sure. I still, this didn't change my, my beliefs, but what it did do is it allowed me to find some perspective that I did not have. Yeah. And sometimes that's as powerful learning as you because that's what allows us to empathize with other people. And that's where we can actually contribute to peace. And that that's why like to be curious, you know, like I said, our learning, learning isn't about intellect. Um, it it's really about how we learn to see other people and finding mm-hmm. empathy in that. Well, and I think that there is an
1: idea uh, that that is predominant in in Christian circles. I think uh, that curiosity is dangerous. That you, especially growing up, I remember I was told mm-hmm. a lot: you don't um, ask questions, don't ask questions, <clears throat> don't don't go too far down that road. You you might you might think differently, yep. and I really think that. Over the past season of my life, like I've tried to be really intentional with what you just what you were just sharing about. And I think it could start as simply as following somebody on Instagram that you don't disagree or that you don't agree with. Right. And it, you could even start with like a, a news platform. Like if you if you find yourself watching one or the other, Watch go them. go follow all four or five of the key ones uh, and and just see what other people are talking about. And I think that that has been so helpful to me because it's really caused me to ask some of those yeah, questions. Yeah, and
0: one thing you said, Carson, I think is so important. You said to see what other people are talking about, N- not to see, you know, what's wrong or right or whatever. To start with that posture. It's, it's curiosity, right? To see what other people are talking about, then ask why are they talking about it? And yes, we can say, well, they have an agenda, they have this, and you, we can do all that. Sure. But, you know, one of the things I wrote down, you know, is we also need to be learn from our critics. Right, And, and I get... Uh, not a ton, but, it, but it, some, and some of it's, you know, some of it's just way, you know, way off. You know, the, you, it's like, what are you even saying? But it's what all I, about perspective. Right. But some, what I often, some, right, some what I often do is just to stop and say, okay, this is the question that I'm being asked or This is the thing. What's, what is valid about it? Mm-hmm. And if usually if nothing else, it allows me to go, okay, I can see how someone might say that And what it usually does is it puts me in a position to to learn, to go, okay, I I probably need to think about what I think about that particular perspective, not to just blast them, but to consider what I'm learning. What what is it that I believe and what is it that I think about these things?
1: And remember that there's a person on the other side of that, even even with when you think about your critics and you think about people that you disagree with. It's a it's a person. It's a story. It's a. It's a set of emotions. It's a set of thinking. It's a, it's a brain, just like we're talking about when we think about the way that we think about things like they they may be in the process of learning and discovering something new. We've got to be able to give each other grace in that. Mm -mm. And just remember that there's people on the other side of every issue. So I think that this has been really helpful. I remember as a kid, I was always told you learn something new every day. And the more I've thought about that is that can be true. You don't necessarily have to learn something new every day. You've got to do the work. Yeah. So that's, I think, our like landing today that we encourage you with is to decide to learn something new today. Now, that could be as simple as somebody that you follow, somebody that you listen to. Maybe it's joining a yoga class. Maybe
0: <laughs> making buttercream, icing roses.
1: Yeah, maybe it's going on the beach and asking a question about something that you see in our world, about how do we even get to the moon? Go watch a documentary on that. There's so many fascinating space documentaries on netflix uh anything <laughs> that really just choose something uh, to be a student of and we're, we're going to continue this conversation in the in the next couple episodes a little bit about how do we think and how do we think our thoughts and and how do we journal about that well and how do we process those things well so thank you for listening today i'm so grateful i know mike this has been so fun for me and i think it's going to continue to be really just a, a great spot for us to process things together. So we hope you have a great week and we'll see you right back here on the Just Think Podcast really soon.